Then I went to, I had to join the Navy for nine months, and that was in, in 79. But after that, when that was over, that was 1980, then I started full-time tattooing. I think it's uh, important to know what is this uh, actually I'm working with it, precisely. It's, it's important. There's so much history that's lost during the years. It's important for me to, to learn some of the younger people about this history. Hi everybody. Today I have the pleasure to sit down with Frank Rosenkilde and I have to say that it's very nice to sit down face to face again after two years of isolation and all of that. Frank is has uh, been tattooing forever and he crossed paths with some of the most influential Danish and non-Danish tattooers in the world like Henning Jorgensen, Mike Malone, Candy Everett, etc, etc. In top of his wide experience and of being a super nice guy, he is very dedicated to preserving uh, Danish history. So he has a tattoo museum, which I definitely recommend to visit. Uh, he's part of the Danish Association of Tattooers, which aim at helping the industry with all sorts of initiatives. I'm going to ask you to have a little patience for the first two minutes of this recording because there was a little problem with the microphone, which will get fixed. So I hope you enjoy the listening. All right. So, Frank, first of all, thank you so much you know, for having me here and have this little chat. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. <clears throat> How are you? I'm good, I'm good. A bit stressed about all the things that's happening right now, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Frank, can you, let me ask you, can you remember the first time you ever seen uh, a tattoo? Like the first tattoo you ever seen? The first tattoo I saw was uh, my, uh, my granddad. He has like a traveling carnival and he was quite heavily tattooed. And even my mom's dad, he was heavily tattooed. My stepfather was heavily tattooed. So he was kind of in in the family, uh, a lot of them on my mother's side, not on my father's side, but on so many people on my, my mom's uh, side was tattooed, so it was natural for me. And where are you from? Are you from Copenhagen or? No, actually I'm, I'm born in Ranas. I'm born in one of my, uh, on a, on a, one of my uh, granddad's caravans uh, from, from East Tivoli. Yeah? Yeah. And they were in the circus, you said? No, it was, it was a small traveling uh, carnivals, like uh, f small fairs, okay. as I would call them. Small ones, they had like a few uh, shooting uh, galleries and, you know, for, with uh, one-armed uh, bandits. As well wrestling, kind of thing, arm wrestling. No, yeah, no, the, the, the coins in, what do you call them? I have one outside. Ah, do you measure your strength? No, no, you, you, uh, you can... Uh, it's called in tennis. In tennis, it's one-armed uh, bandit, one-armed bandit. I don't know what it's called in English. Uh, a vending machine. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had like like tents with like fifty vending machines and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know what you call it. That in the, <laughs> uh, you know the electric cars and uh, small uh, kits. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like a carousel. And yeah, carousels and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Not not that big, but uh, and uh, we, we 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 actually travel with with them in the summer sometimes when I was a kid. Hello, friend. I'm gonna jump in because unfortunately we experienced some issues with the microphone while recording the first part of this interview so a few minutes are missing but I'm gonna fill you in on those. I think that uh, you know this show is like a tattoo sometimes the beauty of it lies in its imperfections. Um, Frank started traveling with ships when he was 16 years old like all the good stories and uh, he started getting tattoos in different places like Antwerp in Belgium from Tattoo Alberto, he even got tattooed by Herbert Hoffman and then every time it was on a leave he started getting tattooed at uh, Nihaun Nihaun which you spell N-Y-H-A-V-N it's the area that you see on the typical postcard from Copenhagen with all these color houses uh, by the water and that is the arbor where back in the days the sailor would come back from their travels and basically would just want to, you know, have fun, get drunk and get tattooed. So the first tattoo shops actually started uh, opening over there. Frank tells us how back in the days, tattooers would not have a tattoo shop or uh, a specific place dedicated to just tattooing, but they would work in bars and uh, barbershops. Actually, a funny story which somebody told me is that uh, why Flash is called Flash. I still don't know if this is true, I want to believe it is. And that's because back in the days when tattooers would work in bars, they often fights would break up because, you know, drunk sailors and people with a temper. So they would have to pack their stuff in a flash and get out of there. So their designs would have to be in a specific format that was easy to handle, display, but collect when they had to kind of leave the place. So that's, uh, that's how I've been told. That's why it was called Flash. Anyway, um, going back to Frank, he started getting tattooed by old, uh, uh, old timers in Nihau, which is Tattoo Sven, Tattoo Bob, Jack, Oscar. And uh, I recommend you to uh, perhaps do some research because the history of Danish tattooing is very interesting because at some point, Frank tells us how Copenhagen was the center of tattooing in Scandinavia. There was nothing much or nothing at all in the nearby you know, Finland, Sweden, Norway. He mentioned Dock Forest in Sweden. And uh, so until the 80s, uh, Copenhagen was the center of tattooing in this part of Europe. So this was in 1976 when he started getting tattooed uh, uh, in Nihau. And then in 1977, in Copenhagen, they started opening tattoo shops in the red light district, what you would call Istegel. And sorry if I'm butchering this because my Danish is really not good at all. And uh, he started getting tattooed by Little Kim and Kai, which actually was his uncle. And, uh, and from there, he started getting into tattooing. He bought a tattoo machine from Tattoo Jack, which was and is a very prominent figure of traditional tattooing in Scandinavia. So you can imagine how crazy it is to acquire a piece of history, basically. It's like buying a machine from Silver Jerry back in the days or something, you know? So, as you see, Frank was in the middle of, you know, the most important part of t Danish tattooing and Scandinavian tattooing uh, in the 70s. He mentions how Tattoo Sven, Danny, and Miss Roxy, uh, amongst others, uh, started bringing something new to tattooing because uh, until then, you would only have uh, flashes on the walls and all you could get was sailor tattoos and then this artist started bringing new flashes and new designs with a different twist uh, inspiring 
you know, a whole generation of people in doing something uh, different. They started bringing, especially Tattoo Sven, they started bringing guest artists in Denmark. Mike Malone, Candy Everett, Bob Roberts, even Philip Liu started coming here, visiting and tattooing. Now, Frank is a big collector of tattoo memorabilia and uh, his museum, which is mostly focused on Danish tattooing, is definitely worth a visit. Now, we're gonna ask him about his passion for collecting and uh, why it's important to learn and preserve the history of tattooing. And uh, I leave you to Frank's words. Especially today that, you know, tattooing is, it's normal, it's progress, you know, and it change and, you know, why do you think it's important to, you know, to preserve those things and to know about the, you know, the history of tattooing or machines or the tools? What do you think is important? It's a, it's a funny thing because uh, sometimes you don't realize what you actually are doing. And it, uh, I hadn't, I didn't have any plan when I started. I was just anxious, anxious to save all this stuff uh, because uh, there was uh, something, uh, something in it. Today I'm just happy because uh, I can see so, so many persons uh, through years. Uh, so then I talk to this old lady. Oh, yeah, I remember my husband tattooed, but nobody was interested. So I threw out everything, and there's so much history that's lost uh, during the years. Some, some, sometimes uh, people had. I have this story, story about this guy having all his stuff in storage and then it, it was sold and lost and so it's uh, for, for me it's just important to uh, especially to, to the younger ones the really younger ones today they, they they don't know anything a lot of people now don't it's they don't have any interest in it at all but then there's a few young people that are, that are hardcore interest people like they're really into it so they can come, they will come and visit me, I'll go through all the history with them and they enjoy it and that's that's worth all, everything like uh, I, uh, for me it's good, I, I love to spread the history like telling people uh, uh, get them amazed by uh, uh, by, the, by uh, telling them about this old tattoo that worked there and there and there and here's the machine and I just enjoy uh, getting the history out uh, it's important for me to to learn some of the younger people about this history yeah. uh, some of them they don't only know about know about uh, Cheyenne uh, yeah. water machines and they don't know about a, a coil machine or anything and, and uh, when they're here I'll go through everything tell them how uh, well it's the same system as a doorbell and blah 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 and then they look at the whole shebang and uh it's good. I have a few people sometimes, like I had three guys uh, from uh, Aarhus that spent like half a day here and they were like so excited that they were, <laughs> they were almost jumping around like seeing all this old stuff and hear the histories and there was young guys. And that's, uh, that's one thing I really enjoyed, like uh, uh, getting the history out. Another thing I used my uh, knowledge for was... Uh, when they were about to close down the Newhound 17. Newhound 17 is one of the oldest tattoo shops in the world. Newhound is the area, like we said before, and 17 is the number where the shop is located at. It's said that it's the world oldest still functioning tattoo shop. The Danish king Frederick IX has been tattooed there a few times as well. 
We know that in 1884, tattooing was done in the basement by tattoo artist Gustav Bachmann. Back then, there was a small tobacco shop that housed a small table in a corner for tattoos. The stories tell that Gustav, and perhaps others before him, also tattooed long before this time in the small rooms, and that the same thing happened up in the bar at Newhound 17. That was a huge amount of work, like writing to all kinds of people, telling what this is all about, history, tradition, etc., etc., telling about all the people that's been through this uh, studio and what it meant to Danish tattoo history and our culture and all that. That's why I really used my uh, my knowledge. It went on a couple of years ago and went on trial and etc. etc. The, the owners of the building they wanted to to uh, enclose the Newham 17 tattoo shop into their kitchen that they have in the basement, but they didn't succeed. I was a big part of it, but uh, yeah, and it ended well. It ended well. Yeah, yeah, because with this stuff, apart for the nerdy side you know yeah. but i think that it's important because i really believe that you know if you know where you're coming from you know where you're going yeah yeah you know so yeah, i think yeah. that when especially younger people they know at, at least where they have the designs that they're making yeah. from you know where they come from uh, how to learn you know about their tools and stuff like yeah, that. yeah it's important I, yeah, yeah. I think that they they can be a bit more aware of you know what they do every day even if exactly it's, exactly right? yeah, it's about it's like a i a couple of apprentices and it's like a, you gotta learn to solder your needles you gotta know how we did this and that and this and you know the basic things of, otherwise it's just a needle you take out on a, of a box it, I think it's uh, important to know what is this actually I'm working with it, precisely it's, it's important yeah, you appreciate things more as well right? yeah yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. and uh, going back to you so you started when did you actually start yeah, in the shop? I bought that machine in 1977, but it was actually not until... I, I did, then I did a little tattooing on and off. Uh, my uncle Kai, he worked at, at Kim's shop. And that was like, like always, all, already 78, 79. But then I went to, I had to join the Navy for nine months. And that was in, in 79. But after that, when that was over, that was 1980. Then I started full-time tattooing. Before that, it was on and off. I was allowed to work for myself on Sundays in the shop and, and sitting together with, with Kai, filling in the colors, you know, for a few years. But that was like 78, 79, uh, when I worked in East together. That must but have been it, a crazy place, Istegel, those days, huh? You, you won't believe it. It, yeah. it was like the craziest histories. You, you will hear lots of drunken people, few fights and people doing all kinds of crazy shit. Because that's what a place where people would go party. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Party and get tattooed. Normally they would start partying and then they would get tattooed. <laughs> mm. And where did you go from there? How long did you stay there? Oh, I actually was... Uh, the, 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 that was uh, the old shop we had, like the old studio at, uh, we called Tattoo Studio. I worked for Kai from 1980 to 1990. And then we had like a little dispute and then I went back to the old shop where me and Henning started actually, where everything started for me and Henning, Henning Jørgensen, in it. that's uh, in Eastergade 15. And uh, I was about to uh, be there for a short while, but I ended up being there for... 
8, 7, 8 years, something, in uh, East Tegata 15. And then, the, what do you call it, uh, they have to renovate the whole the district, like uh, all the old houses, uh, the city renewal, I think it's called. And we had to move out for a while. And then Henning called, he heard it. So I started at Henning's place at Royal Tattoo in Elsinore. And then I started for, that was like in 2000. And then I stayed up there for seven, eight years, I think. And then I, uh, then it, it became too much traveling from Copenhagen to Elsinore every day. So so uh, I ended up opening opening this studio now, Bellea Tattoo, in a, in a, what was it? We've been here 14 years now. 2007 we opened. Okay. Yeah. And do you still like, you know, when you just come to tattooing, actually sit down and making a tattoo, right? Do you yeah. still like it like you used to, or what, what is it that you enjoy today after so many years when you actually had to tattoo, you know? It, 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 well, it's crazy that you could have a job that you could be happy going to after more than 40 years. I'm still happy, like making a customer happy with this tattoo I do on him. It's uh, still the same feeling. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, I think it might, it's, might, it's even a better feeling today than, than when I started. Uh, this thing, like decorate a, a person like with a thing that he's gonna have for the rest of his life, it's a, it's a strange thing, but it's, um, but seeing these people like being having like, whoa, wow, and walking out the shop like uh, <laughs> with, a, with a piece of your art, it, it, it's, it's a crazy thing, but I still enjoy it every day. It's uh, even after all those years, I still think it's funny to do tattoos. I enjoy it. It's it's uh, it's a good feeling. Like you said, you. I think what it's great of tattooing is that you know you keep meeting young people. That yeah. bring That new energy in. So you keep. I think that when you are in in a certain type of environment, doing what you like, and having to deal with still young people yeah, yeah you're you keep young because you keep the energy fresh yeah, yeah because yeah, you bring yeah. new energy and then yeah, you yeah. kind of absorb it a little bit no? exactly exactly sometimes i mean i can be oh why why is this young kid 20 years old why he doesn't but what, what why does he want to get tattooed by an old guy like me but uh, it's a good feeling uh, i still have lots and lots of customers i have customers coming in like a tattooed 40 years ago they will come, still come. If they want to get the tools, they will come back to me and get the, the next one. Yeah. It, it, it's funny how loyal people are sometimes. Like uh, you know, we talked about this with other tattooers, yeah. and especially people that have been tattooing for a long time. Yeah, you know, and it's not. Luckily, you know, it's not all about just the tattoo. No, you know, because if yeah. you get a tattoo that is like perfect. Yeah, but you don't have a good experience. Exactly. What's the point? Exactly. Right? Exactly. So it's really a lot about the person. That's why people stick with you for forty years because you connect. Yeah. They find something in you, and then yeah, you know, sometimes it's almost like you you know this better than anybody. You know, with all customers, it almost like doesn't matter what they get. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you could say that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Done by you. You're right. You're right. I, I saw, I could see people in the old days like Kai. He would. Periods you would drink a lot, like people would go and get tattooed by him because he was the most fantastic guy. Mm. <laughs> the tattoo itself wasn't, it wasn't that, it didn't count that much, but the, that experience and being together with Kai and, oh yeah, yeah, could you do a tattoo on me? Like, you know, that was the, the least thing of the, the whole experience for some people. Yeah. Uh, and have you been, have you been traveling sometimes? I guess you've done conventions and all that, but you know, to see... You know artists that you wanted to meet or you know conventions you wanted to see or 
I never, I never was fun about fun, fun about uh, tattooing at convention. I did a few, like I could say maybe, maybe ten in the whole my in whole my, my whole life. But uh, I I did visit many tattoo conventions, especially in England. And I had I had a few years where we tra- where we would uh, travel to the states as well to see the tattoo tours and and uh, what what do you call it the one at, at the Hollywood Hollywood Ball the, the, the Inkslingers uh, we went to that a couple of times and uh, uh, the ones that uh, Dennis Dwyer and uh, those guys it was called Tattoo Tour we visit we did visit those a couple of times but but that not not that much in the states I went to the English ones many 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 times Dunstable was uh, the one we used to go to and. Now there's been a big one in 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 London for some years. Unfortunately, that's closed down. But that was a good one, like with all 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 the names were there. So that was that was one of the best, I think. Yeah. Another thing is like when I'm out traveling, when if if I know about tattoo studios, even like even if almost here, also here in Denmark, Sweden, wherever I travel, if I know people or some other people that know a little about it I will always go and visit them that's like kind of it's my duty to yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, my wife asked me why, why do you know this guy well I know him a little bit from Amsterdam or no from Instagram and I know he does good work I, I had to I, I just have to go and see him and, and just say hello you know it's, it's funny because if you're not into this at all yeah. it must be hard to understand why we do the things that we do. Yeah. Sometimes it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, who, who, yeah. I don't think a, a hairdresser or a barber would do the same as I do. Or a, or a butcher. Whatever, exactly. Know? He wouldn't go to this uh, city down in Italy and, oh, that's a butcher. I want to go in and see what, he, what she's doing. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, you know. It's a, it's, it's, it's a bit strange, yes. I think things change a little bit, but I think it kind of stayed the same, the fact that the beautiful thing about tattooing is that it's a... It's a community. Yeah, yeah. And you can go, you know, on the other side of the world, yeah. walk randomly into a shop, yeah. and if you know, you can be like, "Oh, I tattoo there," you, and then somehow you are already connected. Yeah, and yeah. Might even you know, they would even help you and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. you have a family without. Yeah. Even needing yeah, to be Yeah, big tattoo that. family. Yeah, you can yeah. say that. Yeah, and it's cool. And um, I remember seeing your exhibition in the Round Tower years yeah, ago, yeah. which was super nice. Which, yeah. For people who don't know, it, there's this. Uh, like a key monument in the center of yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. And then you had a whole floor with an exhibition about history of Danish tattooing. I yeah. still have some of those ceramics you had with those anchors. The ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And are you, do you think in the future you will do other projects or is something that you uh, yeah. always... Yeah, I would love to do it. But the thing is, uh, at the, the exhibition at the Round Tower, we were so lucky to get, the, get it for free. Normally it would be... I don't know, 40,000 kroners to rent it for a month. But then uh, they canceled uh, one, I don't know which kind of exhibition. And uh, Jon Nordstrøm that made the books, uh, Danish Tattooing back then, he had the contact. And then he said, oh, oh, we're gonna be, shouldn't we do this uh, exhibition? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I pulled everything out and we had like a, a lot of big, uh, what do you call it, big boards from the, from the, the exhibition at the Brands Art Museum in Odense. All that we, we had, and we, that, that actually filled the whole, most of the exhibition because we, the, the Brands Art Museum gave us all gave us all that stuff. So um, 
that was a big part of it, so we could do this exhibition. But we had it for free, and it was the biggest opportunity ever. And uh, it is, it's the best, biggest tattoo exhibition that has been in Denmark ever. I would love to do another one, like, but, but the thing is, that I, you don't make any money out of it, so I, I wouldn't spend 40,000 renting a place to, yeah. to make an exhibition on my stuff. Yeah. Unless obviously you find a sponsor or something. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. We have, a, we have, a, we do have a little thing going, and it might turn out. It's, it's out on the Farum Kulturhus, like what do you call it? Culture House. I don't know what you, how you translate. In Copenhagen, it. yeah. No, just a bit outside of Copenhagen. Okay. They, they would love to have us, but now then all the Corona and all that stuff came, and so it all it's all. Yeah, on a set. But uh, what about the about the exhibition in Round Tower? It was the biggest thing ever. It's yeah. the best thing I had ever done. It was very, very well made. You know, very classy. Very. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we had like where it started from the oldest stuff from uh, Tusanes and some of his stuff, like an old, old. What do you call it? doorbell machine from the uh, eighteen something like that. That's kind of the start, and then it worked all the way up to yeah, Tattoo Jack, Tattoo Ole, Sven, Hille, Tattoo Jim, etc., etc. So like you could follow it all around the, the the hall. It was quite good. Yeah. We even built like a replica of uh, Tattoo Ole's tattoo uh, yeah. studio. It was down in the end with like sort of his window and everything with with uh, flash in it and stuff like that. We made that. We stand. We stood down in the basement and painted that here in this job. Nice. <laughs> oh, it was a crazy amount of work. Jesus, man! I was. I think I. I was in there fourteen days in a row, running up and down those. Uh, you, you, you know the round town. You yep. walk up yep. like it's. I think I lost. Uh, uh, I don't know ten pounds. <laughs> yeah. What I love <laughs> of that tower. Around. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but somebody told me what I love of that tower is that. To go up, you don't have stairs, but it's like a yeah. like flat. Yeah, yeah. So to go up, and yeah. that's because the king didn't want to go. Yeah. Do stairs, yeah. so he said, "Fuck stairs! I want to go up with my horse." So they made it with no stairs. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how cool is it to be a king? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So you can actually, yeah, a small car would even could travel up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, was, I was still, oh, that's crazy! Like up there with the horses and turning the carriage around and everything, or or maybe you just. The thing is, he, he, the history I heard, like it, he was sitting in his carriage and be pulled up by the horses, but I can't imagine that. It must be that he took his horse and 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 ride. Or rode maybe up somebody there. even carried him. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. And for people that would like to visit your museum, right? Is is that open to people? They they should like uh, you know write you so to find the time. How, yeah, how sometimes like if. I have people coming from the States and stuff like that, right? And then I'll see, okay, let's meet this day and then I'll be here to, what do you call it? Show them around. Then. Yeah, show them around. Then sometimes if, uh, oh, there's these guys, oh, yeah, okay, then I'll bring all the tattoo gifs and Jim's flash, you know, and uh, show the, the files and all that stuff, you know. Because I remember when the guys from Orus came, yeah. came visit from Libra, classic, uh, I walked with them because yeah. I know these guys and yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. all this super rare flesh out that you were yeah, showing. Yeah, that was the Tetra Gym stuff actually. That was super yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, Stuff yeah. you don't you don't see. You know? No, no, no. I can't have it like... Uh, you, you always hear the history like uh, Mike Skiver, his museum burned down, you know. So I learned a 
a few things like don't put all your stuff in one basket like all your yeah so i have a lot of really rare stuff back home like uh, so uh, actually now i have all my machines here normally i would have a bunch of stuff back home as well you know don't i'm a bit aware of not having everything on the same place you know yeah. one, one thing that i like today because you have everything on the internet right there are some things like this, like for example, I remember my friend Joshua Palmer that used to work with um, at the the shop that used to be Mike Malone's Aloha Monkey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know you have flashes from Mike Malone in that shop that you cannot find anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And this is how at least I've been told. And uh, you know, it would be very good business to make a book out of those or whatever, whatever. But yeah. who who's running the shop now? You know, has a very strict point on. You want to see it, you have to come here, you can't take pictures, you have to make your yeah, way yeah, there yeah, and yeah, see it there. Yeah, yeah, that's, and yeah, I, yeah. I like that because nowadays where everything easy, yeah. is easy, you know, you yeah. need to, if you really want it, you need yeah. to make an effort. Yeah. And then when you make the effort, then you're really going to appreciate it. Exactly. Because exactly. sometimes you just scroll, yeah. you know, you don't even look at stuff yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it becomes, it doesn't have value. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's not, sometimes people, you know, I talk about this, especially with younger tattooers, you know, and yeah. I try to make understand this that it's not because you want to be strict or old school it's just because if you have you know they say you know if you carry your own water you learn the value of every drop yeah you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you actually had to go out there then you're really going to appreciate it otherwise it's going to be just one in a million so i like that you have things like this like that and i'm sure like many others yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah where you can't you know you can't Find it on Inter. You had to come here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's a beautiful it's a experience point, because one. it's yeah, physical. Yeah. You meet the person. It's a whole different other thing. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just something yeah. virtual on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Like uh, I do post a lot of things, but like all the tattoo gym stuff I have, I don't. I post a few things because maybe I will, even one day I will put all those things in a book. So it's. But if I already spread everything out on the internet, I kind of ruins everything. And all all was also ruins kind of the excitement. If oh, that's this book with some new stuff we haven't seen before or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the point that you said, like you have to go there to see it. It's uh, and you can see even a lot of stuff here. That's not out anywhere. I don't post it. Like uh, so, when people come here and see it, they they are there. Wow! Whoa! That's a way. Oh, this one, you know, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a. It makes it special. It's like if yeah. you get like a black belt in some martial arts. Yeah. You know? If yeah. you could buy it. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be anything. But when you have to work ten you years to, earn it, yeah. to get it, then yeah. it's really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So exactly. I like I like that still today there is something like that. It's not everything on the screen. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. what's your favorite part of the collection? Like, if, imagine that something happened, and you had to run from the fire, and you can take only one bit. What would that be? What would be your favorite? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I think I would uh, uh, I would uh, rip that cabinet open, take all the Svens machines, <laughs> see if I could have if I could grab them, and then I would uh, pull the door out of the next machine out here, take all my own old machines and Kai's machine, like a, a big bundle of like of kind of my own history that. Mm. Would, might be the, but yeah. But the, the it, it, there well. is only such a little amount you would take, like, but the, like uh, uh, the the history that's been close, that's closest to me. Uh, that's the first thing is I would grab. Do you would you say that 
Is that Tato Jack your favorite machine? Do you have one favorite machine? Because of the, the only machine I lost was my Tato Jack machine, but I was lucky to get one uh, in between. Uh, there was one in between Swens stuff, and uh, I have that one here now. So that's. Uh, that would be your favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do have other favorites, like all Swens machines, like and finding them seemed and is in, in in on the photo in this cabinet. It, it was just crazy, and they all lined up here, you know, on a row in the cabinet. I guess even apart from the machine itself, is the whole emotional story or the the story that is attached to it that makes it special, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. More Sometimes than, like you even oh these machines, and then I then I find this oh, uh, photo with Danny working in the shop nineteen seventy six, and I was like, oh Jesus, that's the 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 machine that Sven made with the enclosed yellow coils, and I have this one here. Wow, you know, then you connect this machine to this guy and to Sven and somebody else that works with this machine. That's that I can be totally excited about this. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like finding out that finding a photo. I got another machine a while back, and then I see, oh, that's this guy, Tattoo John Dullerknell, as you call him, and and uh, Tattoo Holger. Oh, they're working with a kind of machine like this. It has like a very special future on the front where you attach the, 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 the tube. So I had to like go in and study all those old uh, photos and, and then say, oh, Jesus, that's that's a machine that John worked with like in 1967 and I have it here right here in, in my cabinet. It's uh, a lot of st stuff like that. Uh, and all, all favorites uh, of, that's, uh, I got Tattoo Bob, the old Tattoo Bob himself, Life Volpe. I got his personal machines. Uh, his son, Life Volpe, he came around and gave them to me, uh, handed them over to me, and and I see these uh, photos where he works with those machines. That's uh, that's uh, a whole another level. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's so crazy. And sometimes I think even Sven's machines, I would know. Oh, Sven uses used these machine nineteen seventy, so he might have used that when he did this tattoo on me as well. You know, it's, you can continue all those small traces like. What couldn't happen out of this machine? Or oh, it's on this photo. This guy's working with it. He might have tattooed me or Henning or whatever who came around that shop by that time. You know, it's uh, yeah. Now that you mentioned, you know, when I look at this sleeve that yeah, you have, it yeah. really reminds me a lot of the one that Henning has. Yeah, exactly. It's from the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it really reminds you of yeah. a lot of those. I had the same another sleeve like that, but the, I had the uh, Mike uh, Rubendale travel cover everything but it was like it was the same kind of uh, stuff yeah and um let's go for a second we're not gonna dwell too much into this because i know you're talking a lot about this but what's happened with the colors oh it's a it's a crazy thing it's actually called reach it's a, a, a chemical uh, law from the eu called reach and uh, it's also called eka that's where, where you can read all about it in Danish. But it's a chemical law, what do you call it, regulation. And it has, it's, 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 uh, it's made to protect citizens and the environment for, to, to, uh, to, for chemicals that can affect you in any kind of way. And uh, uh, it, it, it's about chemicals in your, f yeah, in your, uh, clothes and kids toys and food and all kinds of stuff but it, uh, it affects uh, the tattoo colors like so 
So uh, in, a, in a way that we can, now we can't use any of the colors we have now. So uh, from January they yeah. want to ban all the colors because they say they're unsafe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you've been talking as well with, uh, what's his name, Jorgen Serov? Yeah, so Jorgen Serov, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. one of the European, if not world, leading experts in dermatology and, yeah. you know, we studied next to tattooing for many, many years. Yeah. And he said, from his point of view, that is very, you know, yeah. that they're doing a mistake. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, in, a many way, in many ways, they are. They have the... They say that they made this uh, regulation in a way that's called... Um, I don't know how to translate it. Forsigtighedsprincipet. Like, uh, they, they went over, uh, way over... Uh, what do you call it? What, what's... They went way over what's actually facts to protect uh, the citizens. It's mostly based on speculation. They don't have. Yeah, a lot of things is no, well, not speculation. They they, they claim that they have uh, evidence for a lot of things, but uh, they claim like, oh, we have to uh, this uh, this stuff uh, causes cancer, but doctors all over the world try to. Uh, make a case where where tattoos made any kind of cancer uh, and there isn't any proof doctors have been trying that for years and years and years tattoos don't uh, cause cancer in any way not skin cancer not cancer in your lungs it's not true it's but, not you can, true. but you can still buy cigarettes yeah, yeah, exactly. You can buy cigarettes, you can drink and, 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 and smoke until you die of it. And it's it's totally poison. Like, But you, you can't uh, get tattooed by, uh, by, uh, <laughs> with some colors with a few ingredients that possibly or maybe can do. That's what, what that, that, that's the red flag in all this. We were on the, on the Congress. It was like a, uh, when you read all this stuff it's uh, oh possibly this could happen and uh, well it could do this to you and uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah speculations like uh, theories only theories it's based on theories that's yeah. that's if you can on. think back right in all these years can you remember like an advice that you've been given or like a, a lesson that you've learned or something that you keep you know reminding yourself still today well, compared to one thing I learned back back then, like uh, uh, it was rough. Quite a few drunken people, rough people that come came and get tattooed, and uh, and the guy he was uh, like I was told like we, we the family is a lot of traveling people that had traveled in small carnival and circles and stuff like that, and and he was a he was a kind of another guy type like he was be he would be really nice to people talking. He was used to get talk to people to get them in his uh, shooting Chill. gallery you know and uh, so he kind of uh, what do you call it taught me to be nice to people like you never know who has the money who wants to get the tool you have to be nice to everybody and uh, even here in my shop like people think it's the coziest place ever like compared to many other places where people would like we used to sit in the old days like in the stadium we was oh what do you want like do we really want to get to Tudium? We were quite rough because there was many like 
weird persons coming and coming in in a red light district. So you had you had to be in a certain way, but it changed over the year, and that's kind of what I'm doing today: being nice to people, treat everybody equal, even like if somebody not uh, like you. Sometimes you get an imp impression about a person coming in, like, but if you have the what do you call it? Uh, the same way treating everybody like people would oh then they will they would change the attitude to you mm -hmm. as well if you were in a good way uh, to them uh, yeah don't make assumption just give it a chance man yeah 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 kind of yes well my english isn't that uh, crazy good I'm, I'm sometimes when it comes to complicated things i'm having yeah, a hard time yeah, explaining but uh, i think you know what i mean yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. yeah. and uh one last thing if you could talk to yourself when you were 16 or something yeah and and give yourself an advice from now what would you tell yourself get some better tattoos don't don't pick those small things for 300 kroners yeah. on the wall but that, that's what that's what it was that, that was was around back then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I had most of them many many of them covered you know bunch of them like but I left all this the whole uh, uh, left arm I kept that as a my little museum yeah you know that is a museum when, i told you when i see it same thing when i used to see on henning you know yeah, yeah it's yeah. a part of the look it really it really has that feeling of those times yeah, you know? yeah and it says it's specific yeah you know energy and history so i think yeah. it's uh, definitely you should keep it like that yeah yeah exactly this is the ship i had when i was 16 years years old in antwerp by a tattoo alberto Sven mm. <laughs> made, made the light tower made the eagle and and snake as well miss roxy did the background danny did this background up here john did the snake and uh, this one miss roxy did some of those kai did some of this and it's like a walking museum <laughs> exactly but that, that, that's how you got the tune back then uh, you, you would go down to newhound and uh, oh Bob is busy. Well, I'm just gonna walk down to Jack and see if he's. Oh yeah, okay. There's no one down there. And, oh, there's only two guys in queuing. So I'll go down down there and wait until it's my turn. <laughs> I've heard some things like from you know back in the days in Nihon and Star East ago. Yeah. Where it was different. Either in some places, that's the way they used to do things. I think like you had places where they have one person would just do the lines and then move to the next person and do the shading. Yeah, make, that would be happen. Like, like even right? I do it when I started tattooing, yeah. and, and I know that Bob and his brother did it uh, quite a lot, but it, it wasn't that common. Mm. Not in my time, maybe mm. earlier. But it was like a, it was really like when somebody had to start. Then, the, like I would say, like Sweat would do the lines, and then Miss Roxy would do the coloring. You know, that's so dope. Yeah, it's like a collaboration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it like uh, even with, when I started working with Kai when I started. Uh, in the early days, he would line something and then I would get to fill it in. Yeah. You know, so. And I heard another one where in places like this where people would come and get the tattoo finished or something. Yeah. And they would say, oh, but you told me that it would cost this much and this and that. So I've been told that sometime, you know, you guys would put like a little letter or something. Yeah. yeah. To 
remember the price that you gave them and then when they would come to get a color is a, an area where you would color with shading but then exactly you couldn't fool I, I didn't do it but I've seen a few people do it especially Miss Roxy she would do it yeah because all of us people would come with like a, an outline and eagle somewhere and then we'd go to one shop how much to get this one colored and then we'll take it how much would this get, get to get colored you know so they'll try all the places but if, if you wrote the price <laughs> inside how much it took for. that's so funny <laughs> and you couldn't uh, do anything <laughs> and then you just cover it with the shading and stuff. yeah exactly exactly that's it wasn't that common but a few people did it a few people that's did so it. funny man. but it was also like uh, at a point we had to like uh, uh, we did a lot like okay you would have pay me half and then you get the lines and uh, it, it was quite common but you then you would have this like people would would shop around so, so at a point we had to say, oh, but who did the lines? It was this guy and this guy. Okay, go back to him and get your colors. So yeah. we, we, would, we would get a little more tight. Like, uh, well, you could always sign some, somebody that didn't have anything to do with it and you could have him do it. But yeah. mostly we would do like this. Oh, there was Sven that did the lines. And well, you have to go down to Sven to get it colored. Don't go around trying this. It's not, you know... It's not cool. I, I remember a guy when I started tattooing and he was telling me that always like, oh, if somebody comes to you with a tattoo that they just outlined, yeah, you know, be uh, ask for being paid in advance. Because, oh, yeah. Because that means that maybe they it's people that don't pay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why they don't have it finished. Yeah. Yeah. You and still see it. You still see it. Some, like, sometimes. Get paid in advance before you start because it means there's yeah. people in mind. Yeah. 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 We used to do that in the, in the old it is the red light district, like in the real old days. Yeah, you have to pay before. Yeah. You know, if stuff. they yeah. maybe they've been on a bar and lost the money and think they have money in the pocket and then they don't have any. But what yeah. could you do back then? Yeah. Nothing. There was no phone, uh, mobile phones. There was no, no mobile pay. No. <laughs> That's so funny. It was only cash, no, nothing else. Frank, if people want to see you or to find you, where do they find you? Yeah, I'm located in Copenhagen. It's called uh, Frederiksberg, Å uh, Boulevard, 31. And the shop is called? Yeah, the shop is called Bella Tattoo. And, well, there's no name on, on, the, on the museum, but it is called the Danish Tattoo Museum, Dansk Tattoo Museum. Yeah. The best thing is to call the shop, write me if, if you travel from abroad, and then I'll put a day aside and uh, on Instagram you are yes it's the Frank Rosenkilde Tattoo Museum perfect perfect. and that's that's where you can see most of my, a lot of my stuff that's also in, on Instagram I don't have a, I also have a Danish uh, no a Facebook uh, dance Tattoo Museum yeah. and there's also a lot of stuff which I definitely recommend to those listening you know to if they can come visit because apart from the stuff that they're gonna see which again you don't see on the internet yeah yeah then it's a beautiful experience because you know you very you have very very good energies like you've seen this stuff for the first time when you talk about it you know yeah, so yeah it's yeah, a very yeah. good good day well yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely yeah, recommend yeah. it yeah i'm just proud to have like uh, even in between some of Sven's stuff when i had that there's this tattoo holger machine and it's like whoa i have some of it Holger was, you know, did you ever hear the story about the boats that was in Newham with, with, with tattoos? Uh, they tattoo boats. There was like three at a point. I tattooed the young girl that she got the same tattoo as her grandfather. Yeah. She, she brought a picture of this tattoo, very faded, that he's got, her grandfather got it on the boat. Yeah. I don't know exactly who that was. Yeah, that was three. That was, uh, 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 who was it? Freddy had a boat and Egon had a boat. 
and uh, Severin, Peter Severin Peterson, he had a boat as well. And at a point there was three boats, and then there was two, and then one sank, and then one one disappeared. And uh, I think 1960 there was only Freddy's boat left. But it was, it was quite a, a good history about the, the, the what do you call it, tattoo boats. And uh, I researched it. Uh, it's it's not anywhere else in the world that you yeah. you had seen this. Yeah, when they told me, I was like, "What? Well, tattoo shop on a boat? That's like yeah. dope." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know, with this, it's, it's in the identity of Denmark. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. But I think uh, you could have a, it's like having a, what do you call it, a, you can stand on the street, but you can have like a, what do you call it, pulse Yeah, like it? a food truck or... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have to have a license for it. And back then you could have a license and you were allowed to have the boat with uh, tattooing or whatever. But you have to have a license for it, but very few people could get that. And I remember, I see the photos of Egon's boat. It was just outside uh, Tattoo Jack's shop. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he would be very annoyed about this. Yeah. Would, uh, would they move around or would just mostly stay there? It was mostly, mostly stay there. Mm. I, I have a, a few stories about Freddy traveling a bit with his. And we also had like another, uh, what's it called, uh, the sailing tour, uh, Peter Fisher. And there's a lot of good story about him, like and even like his map on all the small harbors. He would travel around the, all the all the small harbor cities in Denmark, even even a bit in Sweden, I think. That's so cool. Man. Yeah, there's a few good stories about traveling tattoos in Denmark, like even Jim was in with his old horse-drawn wagon. Tattoo uh, Jim was in Odos. Yeah, Odos. Oh, yeah. yeah, I even have a model of his old uh, uh, caravan where yeah, he so traveled yeah, around. Yeah, display, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's only, Oh yeah, we could. Jim, you could talk about for hours. Like uh, the best, one of the best uh, stories about him is like coming to uh, to Gothenburg, into the middle of the city, setting off his stuff. And crazy, he had a tattooed pig for advertising. A live, uh, a live pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, he would thrown out of the city because you can't, you you were not allowed to have what do you call it, livestock in the city. So he was thrown the guy like escorted out of the city. That must be the craziest portfolio I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walking pig. Yeah, yeah, there's no photos of it. I would, but uh, I talked to Andy Larson, one of my good old friends. He, he he collects as well and work together with Jack and Ola and all that stuff. And he's been telling that story many times. But we're still on the search, <laughs> wanting to fe- see that uh, article from the, that that uh, newspaper. But that's cool. When fun. you're gonna find that picture, like we said, yeah, because you've been looking for so much, it's gonna be gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm lucky. I, I had, uh, I have this article with Tattoo Jack. Uh, I have this, it's, it's totally worn out. It like crumpled and everything. And then all of a sudden another guy, he, he used to work in, um, in uh, old bookshops. So sometimes he would collect like, uh, he goes through all kinds of stuff. And then he came with an, uh, like a brand new article, uh, completely uh, nice about Tattoo Jack. And another one with the uh, uh, Peter, no Peter Fisher, you know the the, the sailing tattoo artist. He came with an article about him, all stuff from the nineteen forties and thirties. So uh, I have I have many people like that when they see oh Frank collects this stuff, I gotta save it, you know, and yeah, then it yeah, comes yeah, along yeah. with it. It's like it can be an article or like a, a what do you call it a, a key, uh, what's it called. 
Like a keychain? Keychain or whatever, something from tattoos, you know. Uh, it comes to like even a, uh, another, she's a, she's a widow to a, an old tattooer. She came around with a, a bottle opener that Sven made with his name in it. And, uh, oh, no. All small trinkets. Like memorabilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, oh yeah, that goes besides Sven's machine, this mm. bottle opener. And that keychain uh, from, it was one of, from uh, Tattoo John's shop. It said Eastergate at 15. And of course it's laying beside John's machines now, mm. you know. It's it's funny to put all those small bits and bobs together sometimes. It's like a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing that I that I hear from you know people like uh, see you know Chuck Eldridge yeah. and uh, Terry Manton. He's a guy that uh, is in Scotland. Yeah, yeah he used yeah. to tattoo and yeah. then he stopped in the eighties and. Now he's just basically documenting Scottish tattoo history. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's amazing. Such a good work. The guy's yeah. like a detective, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. Like every, all of you guys that do this, like Daring Braves, a younger guy, yeah, that has yeah, a yeah, lot of very yeah, nice collection. Yeah. And Rambo, you know? Yeah. You all have the same thing. Like it's almost like, you know, hunting, like detective work. And then you yeah, find yeah, something yeah. and, it, you know? Yeah, yeah, like seeing, like uh, getting this machine from Swinton. Is it? It's it, it. You know, it's just it's it's very special. And I've seen it once on a machine that Andy has. And then I, when Andy showed me that one, I started looking on Tattoo Jack and Hulk. And oh, those two guys are working with that same machine. And then I found out, oh, John is working with a similar one. And then I got this machine. And then I'm you checking. Oh, see the coil and the wire is going that way. It could actually be this machine that Johnny is working with, you know. Mm. <laughs> but it, it's it's funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. But it's puzzles like, and sometimes when it, it you get that last piece, whoa, hey, here you go. You're like solving a crime. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The crime scene. Exactly. Frank, thank you so much. It was great. Thank yeah, I, for, I feel uh, I have a ton more to tell. Like, oh, but we could continue for hours and hours with the uh, stories about. This machine or this piece of flesh or tattoo gym or whatever you know. Yeah, maybe we do another thing, another one just about the stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That could be great. Like that, the thing with the stories, I don't know if it's the same for you. Like for me, is on the moment it's hard to remember, and then they come up after. So I need to like write something down because then otherwise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You don't yeah. remember the moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it could be funny, like some uh, sometimes doing what 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 is called encyclopedia. Like okay, let's start with the. Uh, Let's start with Hans Hansen that worked in New Hong, 1884. What do we know about him? Like, and then the next one we know about uh, Hans Hansen. There's actually two Hans Hansen uh, in New Hong uh, at that time. And then we go to, uh, let's say, uh, Henry Jensen, uh, taking you know, one by one and when and where they worked in New Hong and all that stuff. There just tell small stories and if I have the machine or the flash we could just discuss that could a little be, that could be our next project yeah yeah but that would that would yeah. be a, like a whole day I think yeah, <laughs> but anyway yeah, I, more, but, it yeah. could be fun like then we then we should then okay let's do that then I would organize it like oh yeah we gotta do this 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 and, and have everything ready like sometimes it's easier to tell about it when you sit with the machine or mm -hmm. the flash or the book or photos or whatever you know and then the, the history evolves from that <laughs> yeah 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 that could be that could be interesting yeah 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 frank thank you again it was a pleasure i love talking about old stuff especially yeah awesome awesome frank. yeah thank you very much yeah thank you